Everybody, Isaac here with Civil Engineering Academy. Excited to be with you today. We have a great podcast episode. I bring on Jeff Perry, who's with More Than Engineering, and we connected over uh, what he does over there um, and through LinkedIn. So LinkedIn's a great place to connect. But More Than Engineering, Jeff Perry runs this, and he teaches people how to make career transitions, uh, find a, and land a job, and really find something that you feel fulfilling in your career and life. So uh, I really enjoyed this interview that I did with him as we talk about all of those things, the mindset that people have, how to make career transitions, what do you do if you don't love your job, uh, and everything that he does uh, with more than engineering. So Jeff Perry is great. He also runs a podcast called The Engineering Career Coach that you can check out as well. And I just really enjoyed the interview that I had with him. He has a real passion for helping people and really seeing them transform their lives as they find the things that they love doing. So uh, that's a little bit about what's going on in today's episode. Excited to share it with you, and it's going to be coming right up after this. Hey, guys, real quick, before we start the podcast episode, I just want to let you know that I've developed a free cheat sheet. If you are interested in it and learning how to create your own side gig on the side of your own career, something that I have enjoyed doing my uh, during my career, and I know you can do the same. So go check out the free cheat sheet. It's at engineer2entrepreneur.net, and that's the number two, engineer2entrepreneur.net. Go sign up, get the cheat sheet. And I'll share with you my top five tips to creating the side hus- a side hustle that you love to work on and do yourself. So pretty exciting stuff. Just wanted to share that with you. And uh, with that, we'll get right to the episode. All right. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? Welcome to the Civil Engineering Academy podcast. How are you doing? Doing so well, Isaac. So glad to be here. Great. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you are here. So um, uh, you run an awesome uh online gig, I think, that's done very well and is doing well. And I'm excited to talk a little bit about that as we talk about this. But uh, the site that you run, it's called More Than Engineering. And I I will definitely talk about your uh, biography a little bit as, as we start this episode. But I always like to ask, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself and maybe even how you started uh, More Than Engineering? Yeah, thanks, Isaac. So it's kind of been a whole process as it is for many of us, right? Um, But I have some background in in various engineering disciplines, but about four, four and a half years ago, I started getting into leadership development, mindset, um, and and learning personal development resources that that really changed me. And so um, even on top of some of the leadership and engineering work that I was doing in the corporate world, I sort of felt this almost called to say, Hey, there's something else I got to do. And I, and I wasn't sure exactly what that looked like. Um, but I finally pulled the trigger and said, Hey, I got to do something different. And it's been a little over two years now that I've been running with uh, more than engineering with the goal to help engineers and technical professionals build careers and lives that they, they love. And so a lot of what I do is I support like purpose driven engineers to make intentional career transitions. Um, and, and we could talk about this all day. Um, but, but really, in the end, for me, it's about helping people see the value that they have to give to the world and, and move through a personal transformation so that they can 
do that as effectively as possible. So I like to say that, you know, from my engineering work, I, I was developing products and now I work on developing people. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Um, I caught in there that um, you developed this this sense of, uh, you know, there was a calling, there was something else out there for you. And I imagine you help a lot of engineers um, discover what their calling is in the either in the engineering world or outside of it, but kind of help guide them in that process of finding what they really love to do as part of this. So uh, I love that you said that. Yeah, that, that is a fun part. Um, engineers have so many different paths and options ahead of them based on the skills and, and the, you know, who they are and what they can do. Um, but often they get in this point of, you know, which path is right. And I don't know. Oh. And what does that look like? And unsure and so much uncertainty there that we deal with. And um, being a part of that process to help people uncover that for themselves is, is really That's a true. privilege. So, Jeff, t- why don't you tell us a little bit more about your engineering background? Where, where did you go to school? What did you do? Yeah, What's going so, on so my background's kind of varied. Um, I got a mechanical engineering degree uh, at uh, Brigham Young University in Utah, um, nearby where I grew up. Um, but right out of my engineering degree, I actually went into software. I was designing software that helped with uh, CAD systems. Um, we were automating, creating 3D geometry and doing uh, reference checks and all sorts of things there. Um, so I was actually writing code for a few years. Um, gave that a try, but honestly, that wasn't quite the right fit for me. And so I got back into more mechanical design and even like manufacturing process improvement. Mm-hmm. Um, and for our civil engineering friends, which uh, <laughs> you're part of some of the solutions that I was helping to design had um, a lot of uh, connections and interplay with some civil engineers in particular with like stormwater management and, and water runoff and things like that. Cause we were uh, measuring a lot of things uh, with regard to that. I was making scientific instrumentation and data collection devices and, and things like that um, that had some solutions there. So I got to have my eyes open with a lot of those uh, solutions and things and, and problems we're doing with low impact development and things like that. So it's a pretty wide range as far as the things that I did technically, uh, which is really nice now because it allows me to have kind of a broad set of personal experiences and insight that I can draw on as I work with engineers from a lot of different disciplines. That's great. So you're saying mechanicals and civil can get along? Is that what is that what we're saying? That's what I heard sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, very nice. <laughs> I think anyone can get along if they actually try. <laughs> I know there's always those cheesy jokes in school when you're going through there, you know, uh, but that's good. That's awesome. So it sounds like a great, uh, you've, you've, uh, tied in a lot of different, uh, fields. You've done a lot of different things. So it gives you a great background to help others with uh, more than engineering, which is awesome. So, um, I wanted to dive in a little bit into more than engineering and, um, and talk about maybe what are some what's some advice that you would give to engineers that are maybe wanting to make a transition in the positions that they have. What are what are some things that you may t- uh, share with us? Yeah, so there's so many things that we could potentially go into here, and mm-hmm. certainly the things that are top of mind that a lot of people are going to be thinking about are like, okay, what do I do with my resume or LinkedIn profile? How do I network and you know? what are interview tips that I can make sure to do that? Those things are important. We need to like do well with those things. And I help people with that a lot, Sure. but 
I, my approach is a little bit different in that I think we need to start underneath that um, and to connect with our, our civil engineering friends. Um, I call it kind of a foundation layer that we need to move through before we get into some of those strategic issues. Mm-hmm. Like we need to have a solid foundation set up and some of the things that we need to consider is, you know, just first, like take a step back, take a deep breath and like ask yourself, do I believe that I can do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and consider like your mindset as you like, you know, what do you believe about yourself? What do you believe about the people that you're going to be interacting with them? Because that's critical because if you're only trying to reach out to people or things so you can get something out of them, like get a job, then that connection isn't going to be very strong or genuine. And that's going to be a little bit tough. So we we start from, yeah, exactly. So we start from some things that are a little bit lower, um, our mindsets, what we believe about ourselves, and then ask, what do you really want? What do you really want to do? Because the worst thing you can do is like, if you're in a place that you don't like, is just say, I got to get out of here and I'm going to take the next thing that, that comes. Instead, if we can get some clarity around, okay, what do I actually want to do and move towards? It's such a more powerful place to be coming from to know what you're moving towards rather than just moving away from. And, mm. and we talked about that process of like getting that clarity, knowing what we want to do can be difficult, but it's it's so critical. I think of the, the classic like Alice in Wonderland um, story. She's like going through the, the forest and the Cheshire cat's like, uh, there and Alice is like, Hey, which, which path should I go? And the cat asks, well, where are you trying to get to? And she's like, I, I don't know. And he's like, well, any path will take you there. Then it doesn't matter where you go. Uh, but so we need to have some sort of like North star, right? Like some direction that we're headed with intention. I, I use that word a lot of intention or intentionality so that we can be moving towards something. And then finally kind of putting all that together, like what's our personal brand and clarifying that, like what's, what do we bring to the table that's different with a combination of skills or experiences or interests and passions that make us different from the next person? And, and how does that set us apart or provide some really solid, unique value for a potential employer? We can figure all that stuff out that really fuels our ability to do some of those strategic actions when we write a resume or LinkedIn profile or, know who we need to reach out to when we're networking and things and some of the things we might communicate in our in an interview all those things are much more informed we can we can take a step back and have that solid foundation that's great that's great advice um one of the things that popped in my med, in my head as you were talking about that is sometimes um sometimes people like don't know what they don't know um so it's hard to like I imagine as, as a, you know, if I was a client of yours and I came in and I didn't know, you know, maybe, maybe I'd, I like project management or maybe I want to be a manager, but I've never experienced those things. And I, I guess the same thing could be tied into like a younger engineer just starting out in the field. Um, it, do you have any advice for people that might, you know, try to discover what they like doing more or love doing more so they could head more in that direction? Yeah, I actually get a lot of uh, younger engineers who, you know, they have pretty branches. They're they're saying, hey, a lot of these things would be interesting to me if I got a chance to work on them. And so I don't really want to close off those options yet. And 
first of all, that's okay. Like, be patient, but intentional about kind of moving through this process. Go ahead and explore those interests. And so there are a lot of different things we can do. Um, it is that, and that, again, that's one of the great things about engineers is there's many things that can do well. So I, I like to think of the whole process and even our whole careers as a series of experiments where we're mm-hmm. trying things out. See what you like about a particular role or function or industry. Um, see what you learn from that experience. Like I went through a number of different stages. I tried software development. I didn't really like it as far as what I wanted to do long term, but I learned a lot from that that has informed how I went back and did things as an engineer when I was working in manufacturing or when I was leading some projects and things like that because of what I learned in that role. So you're going to take things, no matter if it was the perfect fit, you're going to take things and build on what you learn. Um, I think that's one of the worst things that engineers do is they think if they get on a path and they have to stay on that path or in that function or that industry forever. And that's just simply not true. Hmm. They think they're going to be stuck forever. Um, so, so try something out and see how it works. And then, you know, think to yourself, what's the next thing I want to try? What's the next thing I want to learn? And it, find a way to explore that, whether that's internal to your company, you know, other types of projects you want to try out, or if you want to try project management or something like that, try a different function. Um, that's totally okay. And, and often it's expected, especially early on in the career. Yeah. So, um, as part of that, I know within civil engineering, there's typically five disciplines that you could kind of roll into. And and similar to mechanical and other engineering fields, you kind of get in these different lanes. Um, are you also suggesting that maybe you could change lanes? If, if you were trying, let's say, water resources, find out you don't love it. Um, it's not your, not your thing. Maybe you want to get into construction. I don't know. Um, and moving that way and and how hard is that if you've been doing it for quite some time um, yeah so so certainly to some degree it may be harder as time goes on and, mm-hmm. but i have seen people change lanes change industries um from construction to other parts of design um you know from structural to something else and and so there's a lot of different pieces to that. And certainly in other engineering industries, like mechanical is really broad with ways yeah. applications. They can be working in construction if they're doing HVAC or systems engineering or facilities management or something like that. They can go into like consumer product development. And I have someone who's going from like defense into, you know, uh, big tech or something like that. And mm-hmm. so there's all sorts of different uh, things. And, and you're always got skills and experiences that you're bringing over. Um, so you do need to consider, and sometimes some people might say, hey, you don't have this direct experience that they might not trust you or something. But if you talk to the right people, they're probably gonna give you that opportunity. Um, if if you really can show how the experiences that you do have can bring forward something that's gonna be a value to a potential employer in that particular role or field. So point. yes, I've seen people change lanes. Um, it, and because the worst thing you could do is say, I really don't like this anymore. This isn't what I want to do. it. And maybe even if you're 10 years into your career, okay, maybe you feel like you're going to be stuck. But if you have another 30 plus years that you're going to work, is it better to be miserable for all of that time? Or is it better to say, okay, even if you do 
perhaps need to take some sort of step back, which may be a little bit difficult for some people. Um, in the long run, it's probably going to serve you better if that's what you need to do. But often we can at least do something lateral and then make a shift. And yeah, especially over. if you love the work, you know, if you find a, a fit that you really like, it, you know, you're probably willing to take that adjustment, especially if you love it. And I'm sure you'll right. probably accelerate quicker than otherwise. So absolutely. That's good advice. So uh, what advice would you give to someone that doesn't really love their work right now? <laughs> Uh, this is something that seems to be coming up a lot right now because, uh, there's a lot of news out there, like the great resignation, a lot of people leaving their jobs and things like that these days, you know, who knows what the actual numbers will be as far as people quitting or or making uh, career transitions. But there's a lot of people considering it, you know, as we're, I guess, continue to move through COVID and whatever that continues to look like. Um, but if you're in a spot that you don't, like right now, what I'd say is still do the best work that you can while you're there. Like it's not going to help you or anyone if you just kind of uh, do shoddy work and have poor performance. Um, certainly if you're a civil engineer working for clients and designing and building structures and things like that, it's critical for like what you're doing for safety and all sorts of things. Uh, but it's just going to be bad for you. It's going to be bad for the business. It's going to limit your future opportunities. So still do the best job you can where you're at while you're still there. Um, Then, you know, we talked about some of these things around um, getting clarity around knowing what you want, getting some of that clarity so that you can move towards something that you really want rather than just moving away from something that you don't. Um, cause a lot of times people think, oh, if I can just get out of this and do something different, then everything's going to be better. Um, but the grass isn't always greener. And the last thing you want to do is move to something that is the same or worse, um, as what you're doing right now for one reason or another, um, because it's not aligned with something that you care about. So really get some of that clarity and then build some new relationships. So, so often I think when people the natural networking that we do is the people that we actively work with, whether it's people in our companies or maybe clients that we work with or something like that. Uh, but we need to do some things to expand our network and have some of those conversations and build some of those relationships outside of our immediate, easy group of people that we talk to. And, you know, you never know who is going to know someone who knows someone who's going to have an opportunity that's just right for you. And that's often how it happens. 70, 80%, who knows what the right number are, have great metrics on it, uh, of jobs, as they say, are, are found by networking. And, and that's really the, the magic. That's very true. Very true. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're looking to network, what's your suggestions on that? Is it being part of societies, professional societies? Um, is it reaching out through LinkedIn or is it just all of the above? Any, any yeah, tips all of those things. Yeah, all of those things can be great, but also like start with who you already know, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think often we don't utilize like our friends and our family who are in our immediate circle, and not necessarily that they have um, opportunities for you, but asking them and kind of sometimes, certainly if you're in a job search, I say like crowd search, crowdsource your job search. Right. So they may know someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, the old joke uh, in the movie business, it's like six degrees to Kevin Bacon or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's not that far away. 
from someone who knows the right people um, if we actually ask and try and seek that out. And so uh, start with who you know that's going to be the lowest hanging fruit. Um, but sometimes people are a little prideful, like, hey, I don't want to reach out for help. Like, we kind of have to get over ourselves a little bit. In, yeah, and so I can imagine some engineers just don't want to approach family members and say, hey, I'm open to looking for some other stuff. Do you, if you guys know anybody, let me know. Um, you kind of have to put yourself out there a little bit. Um, yeah. which for engineers might be a, a sign of, you know, insecurity or something. I don't know what it is or just saying, yeah. you know, I can toughen this out even though they don't love what they're doing, but yeah, you got yeah. good points on the Yeah, for, for sure. But, but think about it the other way. Like if that friend or that family member came to you and said, Hey, I'm looking for something else. Do you know anyone or, or is there any way you can help? Almost always the person would say, absolutely. I will help. Well, if you feel that way, that you would help that person, that person likely feels the same way about you. And, and so point. it's funny how often when people are having these struggles and they say, you have this person's phone number in, in your phone, give them a call or send them a text. And, and then they did that. And like, oh, yeah, dude, like, let, let me let me uh, do, do this. Send me your resume. And, you know, they had an interview and then a job offer in, in a couple of weeks. It, sometimes <laughs> it's that easy. It's not always. But um you know, we just have to uh, move through that um, sometimes and, and be willing to ask for help. It's, there's no shame in that. It's, it's actually a sign of strength. I think That's great. Yeah, great advice. So start with your first, uh, you know, family and friends. See, see where that leads you. Yeah. Um, hey, Jeff, I was curious, you know, within the business that you run more than engineering, have there been some most common struggles or issues that, that you deal with with engineers or is it had... Have we touched on those already or are there, are there others? Uh, there, there are a lot of different ones. Everyone's kind of got their own flavor, but if we were to kind of put some themes around them, um, someone like we talked about is unsure, that lack of clarity of like where they should go. And that's mm -hmm. a fun process to move through um, to kind of peel back the layers and realize is that a confidence issue? Maybe they do know, they just don't want to admit that they want to try that out for one reason or another. Um, some people are just feeling stuck in their, in their current jobs, like in that situation. Um, maybe even they're okay with their job. Like, Hey, this is okay, but I want to try something different. I want to, you know, learn something new. And maybe I've been in this company for five, 10, 15 plus years. And I don't really know actually what's outside of that. And I feel like I at least need to give that a try, but I don't know what that even looks like because I haven't really explored that forever. And so, so that's something that I, I get with people. Um, we're, we're just feeling that limited opportunities for growth. And that's not even just like moving up the career ladder. It's also just feeling like, hey, I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. And I'm not really like learning new stuff. And so I'm kind of getting bored mm -hmm. at what I'm doing, right? Um, certainly with, through the pandemic and everything, there are plenty of people, some of the engineering industries that got hit hard. And so they were struggling with even having opportunities, had new graduates who um, you know, had multiple months or even I had someone I worked with recently, uh, graduated in 2019. So it's been like over two years since he graduated and still hadn't had his first engineering job. It's like, yeah. I have no idea how to figure this out. Um, and, and so these, these beautiful moments where just earlier this week, we've been working together for a couple of months and he said, Hey, I, Jeff, I got an offer. Um, and they even upgraded from the original role that I wow. applied for. And um, 
you know, that, that sort of stuff, like it literally just gives me goosebumps to, to think about and, and read because, you know, it, it's like um, the transformation I saw in him. It's not just like that he landed a job. Like he changed who he was and what he believed about himself through that whole process because he was down and, um, you know, some people are dealing with anxiety or depression as they're dealing with this stuff. Um, and I'm no therapist, but I think it's still, but we still do work on some of those mindset and those belief issues to move through some of this stuff. I think it's so critical. If we can change some of those things um, and adjust how we believe about ourselves, then the opportunities for growth and development just completely transform. And that's, that's the fun stuff that I, that I love to see. That's great. I love hearing those stories. And it, it sounds like to me, as you're talking about that, that's probably the highlight of what you do is when you get to see these transformations happen, when people land a job or, or they find something that they really love and they can share that with you. Is that, is that accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Just being a part of, and just kind of be having a front row seat to these success stories. Um, Cause in the end they put in all the work. Um, I'm just kind of there helping them through that, supporting them. Um, and so, uh, you know, just to give a couple more examples, had someone who, uh, I mean, she was an experienced uh, engineer scientist had a PhD, right? Um, and wow. but they had already figured out that the academic thing wasn't great. She was working at a startup for a few years, um, but that wasn't a great fit either. And she's like, I have these other desires and, and skills that I want to give a try. Like I want to try project management stuff. I think that might be a good fit, but you know, I don't really know what that looks like. Um, and and she actually did some deeper work and realized. Um, where she was pretty unhappy with her current situation, like why that was so important for her to actually find something that she really liked. She realized it was so important to her because both of her parents despised and hated their work. And she saw that when she was mm. growing up, they hated their work. And she's like, I don't want to live my whole life like that. And if, you know, if I have a family and things like that, I don't want that to be part of my story. And so it was important for her to like really seek out that clarity and figure out what she wanted to do. And in the end, she got a, a new opportunity in a new city that had opportunities that she was, uh, you know, recreational opportunities that she really loved. She's actually a professional mountain biker as well, wow. um, which is fun. But uh, and, and she got a new title that she wanted as a project manager and she got like a forty thousand dollar raise. And oh. so all these things. But and it, it kind of like lined up that she eventually figured out like, this is what I want to go for. Took a while, but, but she was able to uh, make that happen. Um, mm -hmm. Had another guy who came to me, uh, experienced software engineer. He's like, I want to find my happy place in my career. Like, I don't really know what that looks like, but I want to find my happy place. Um, and so first we explored just some of the changes he needed to make in himself and how he could change his current environment because it wasn't, it's not just the current job that's making you happy or unhappy. Right. right. Um, it's not just the environment. It's a lot of times it's, it's internal stuff too. Sure. That we need to work on. So we worked on a lot of that stuff and he started getting a lot better. His performance improved. And then things did change a few months later. We weren't actively working together, but we were staying in touch. And he's like, Hey, I figured out that I do need to make this change after all that I was originally thinking about. And I was like, okay, you know what to do, go do it. And within a, a month or two, he had made a change and he's like, Hey, this is, this is much better. Um, and, and, you know, I got an upgrade. And so um, he, he did that kind of personal work himself and then he was ready 
to to really seize it when the time was actually right instead of just getting out out of desperation because he thought you know he was unhappy at the time so you know just being a part of those and and seeing that that change in people is just so fun it really is an honor and a privilege to be a part of it with people I think that's fantastic. I, I think what you're doing is very fulfilling. I can I can hear that in your voice that you really do enjoy this and you really do enjoy seeing people transform. Um, you know, with the world I'm in with Civil Engineering Academy, um, a lot of people we work with uh, are repeat takers of, of these exams, the FE, the PE, and sometimes they struggle to get over those, those humps of passing. Um, I imagine similar mindsets might uh, might help them if they find themselves struggling uh, or have, you know, they're in a down spot in their life. So um, I really love the points that you brought out and hopefully um, people are listening and can apply some of those things. So um, Jeff, where can uh, people get more resources? Is there a book or other resources that you have that you could recommend to our audience? Yeah, well, um, I haven't written a book yet, but uh, I figure maybe that'll come someday. Um, There's there's all sorts of books on on various topics that I'm happy to recommend. Um, Like, you know, if we're talking job search, like I really like the two-hour job search by Steve Dalton. You want a leadership book? Um, and, And kind of some of the mindset stuff we talked about, I really love The Anatomy of Peace by the Arbringer Institute. And that's one of the one of the books and things that I'd say really changed my mindsets and I'd say kind of changed my life and the trajectory of how I thought about things wow. um, a few years back. And so I'd highly recommend that. Um, one of my favorite books that I read this year uh, by Adam Grant is called Think Again, fairly new, um, but gets us to consider our thinking, be a little more open-minded. And then another one about like just finding a, a greater purpose for our lives, um, a book called How Will You Measure Your Life? by Clayton Christensen um, that uh, I, I really love. And and so I do book recommendations all day, but those are just a, a few select ones that I'll, I'll share. They sound great. We'll link those in our uh, show notes for people to, to pay attention to. Um, we have talked and we have set up a special link for people that are interested in more than engineering. We set that up at civilengineeringacademy.com slash MTE. That's M. T-E. And uh, what does that do for us, Jeff? Where is that taking us? Yeah, so that's a free resource that uh, put together a free um, online training uh, for those who are in a job hunt or career transition thing, you know, talking more, more in depth uh, on some of the things that we've talked about today um, and some opportunities to, to go further um, and join a more in, involved program if people are interested. So that's uh, what they're going to get there. Um, I share a lot of, uh, additionally, I share a lot of uh, resources and and tips and ideas on on LinkedIn. I'm a pretty open connector if people want to connect with me there um, or my main website and blog at morethan-engineering.com. Perfect. So uh, we'll make sure to link those so people can connect with you. Um, You're a pleasant person to talk with. This has been a really fun episode for me, and uh, I really appreciate you jumping on the show with me today. Absolutely, Isaac. Thanks for having me. And uh, and by the way, um, I, I also didn't mention that I also get the opportunity to host a podcast. So for mm-hmm. podcast listeners um, looking for career growth, um, the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Um, come check us out um, in partnership with the Engineering Management Institute that I get to host. Uh, people want something else good to listen to. So 
Excellent. Excellent. We'll link that too for a fellow podcaster and uh, it'll be good stuff. So thank you. If anyone's interested in more than engineering, definitely go check out the website. Jeff's going to help you out. Uh, if you're stuck in career, looking into transitions or uh, just need a boost, Jeff's the guy. So yeah. go check it out. Anyway, Jeff, thanks for being here and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, Isaac. Take care. All right.